2: Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so, so full. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops? through your new shoes and leave you with hoes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots. So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock off the knob One time the welcome, on top. What is up? Welcome, welcome, welcome back. All
3: my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host, Mo Green. Happy quarantine. Ugh, oh, I hate saying that every week, but it sounds so good. We're gonna keep it going. Uh, but anyway, what's going on? This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod. And uh, check out the website, wedadhard.com. Facebook also, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Uh, what's up? Before we jump into this week's festivities uh, I want to give a huge huge major shout out to all of the wives that participated in the Father's Day extravaganza episode that it was uh, that's episode 38 uh, this is episode 39 so it's the one that's gonna be right after this one as you're listening to it if you did not get a chance to listen to that it is is spectacular, specifically because it was a surprise for all of the dads who got tribute, tributes from their wives on, on the podcast. And, uh, as I sent the link to them individually, just seeing their surprise and amazement and appreciation um, of their wives uh, being able to come on and do that uh, was absolutely fantastic i got some stories back oh my god you sparked such emotions we started looking at baby pictures and just thinking about it uh it, it, it was it was a cool experience and the episode is just really fun uh it was it was a complete switch up for what we normally do on here um but it was very meaningful given that it was father's day so it definitely was the definition of an extravaganza for father's day Um, You know, if you're going to celebrate dads I got to do the same thing, you know So I just wanted to celebrate um, some of the dads that I've had on the show Uh, To those that didn't get those special tributes Don't worry, I got some surprises in the bag for you guys too You just wait Uh, With that said This is week 46 of dadding for me And it just keeps getting realer and realer That my daughter is about to turn one years old and that I have actually been this thing called a father for a year uh it, it sometimes it feels like I've been a dad for three weeks. sometimes it feels like I've been a dad for twenty three years uh but the reality is is that it it hasn't even been a year yet. We're still about six weeks out from from my daughter's first birthday, and uh it's it's such a cool thing to just be seeing her grow, and I talk about it every every week parents you know exactly what i'm talking about watching this growth progress and this year mark is really kind of the, fir- the the big benchmark it's a big benchmark it's a big benchmark for the for the child but it's really a big benchmark for us as parents because you know what we kept these freaking kids alive for a whole goddamn year. That's 52 weeks. That's 365 days. Do you know how hard it is to keep something alive for 365 days? That's completely your responsibility when you've never had any type of responsibility like that in your life. It's pretty difficult. It's mind wrecking. It's stressful. Parents, you can attest to it. We can all attest to it. It, it, So it's an incredible, incredible feat that, you know, that first birthday, uh, one of my guests, JD Marlowe, He said to me, uh, cause he was thinking about, uh, we did a quarantine episode and he was talking about how he was going to be celebrating his daughter's birthday in quarantine. And it was kind of upsetting because it wasn't just the first birthday, um, And we started talking about first birthdays, and he said to me, he said, listen, that first birthday is for the parents. And it's true. You know, you have Mother's Day, you have Father's Day, but this first birthday is really a chance for the parents to celebrate themselves, that they've kind of made it. Obviously, you're celebrating the kid. Obviously, you're celebrating you're happy. Everybody wants to celebrate because your child is now turning a year. It's their birthday. It is not your birthday, but that first birthday is is." to celebrate your success as a parent. At least that's what I think. But that's still six weeks away. We will talk about that when we get there. Uh, for right now, the the developmental process in these last three to four weeks, like these, these 40s, week 40 and beyond, it's just crazy. It's not super over the top and like, Uh, like, big developments, but it's, like, fast-tracking small developments and just enhancing those to, like, maximum capacity, almost, if that makes sense. So, for example, you know, she's not saying any words, but she went from just saying... You know, just random sounds to imitating cadence. Imitating, uh, you know, imitating... Uh, words that we're saying and trying to actually say the word, you know, like it, when we say something, she's now imitating it. She's trying to do it. You know, one thing she started just doing this week, we've been trying forever to get her to give us kisses, you know, like give mommy a kiss, give daddy a kiss. Didn't want to do it. Never. Now, now she actually is going through the, the whole action of puckering her lips and putting it to your face. And she's not like giving it, but giving an actual kiss. She doesn't know if that is, but, she's doing the action of of doing that she is she's not saying bye-bye but she'll go ba 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 bye she'll 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 impersonate and and copy the cadence and the syllables that you're saying you know she now knows what things are and i said this a little bit last week that she was kind of starting to learn what things are so like you know we got her these picture blocks right this is a great thing like once they hit like week 40 42 this is a great thing to start to start getting your kids, just as an FYI, at least it was a great thing for us, that have, um, you know, they have numbers, letters, whatever, but they also have pictures of different things, cats, dogs, grapes, flowers, ladybugs, b- butterflies, what have you, and it's been phenomenal for her to start associating words with things, so when, when she now has her blocks, we can say, where's the puppy? And she'll go and she'll pick out the dog one because, you know, we've said it so much. She's learning the correlation between what we're saying and what things are. Furthermore, when you say, where's the puppy? And she goes find the block. She can also now associate what that puppy looks like or what that thing looks like with something else that is the same thing. So if she has a stuffed animal, that is also a puppy. You can and now, we're in her room, right? Right. The blocks are out of the picture. You can say, where's the puppy? She'll look for her stuffed animal that is a puppy or look for a book with a puppy on it, so on and so forth. And she's starting to really make these correlations between things that it's not just this one particular block that has a puppy, that means puppy, it means that the picture on it is a puppy you know the, the the dog outside that looks like the picture is a puppy etc 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 my favorite thing about that is when you do a cat and you say meow she again is now now she's putting it all together right she's she's seeing that it's a cat so she's picking out the cat and you say what what does a cat say meow she'll say meow so she will now copy it now she's learning or how to put all of these things together to understand what a cat is in full for lack of a better term or an extremely high level version of, of that you know she's she's putting these things together where she's just starting to understand things she's starting to understand processes she's starting to understand when something doesn't fit into a specific space she is now really into taking out well, kids are always Into taking out more like dumping out, but she's so she's always been into like dumping things out. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. As soon as they hit like four months, all they want to do is just turn everything over and take it out. But now she's finally gotten into the mode of putting things back or putting things into other things. So all of these shape block containers that we got what the right name for those are i don't have any idea but these these shape block containers where they have the different holes there's one's a star one's a heart one's a circle and the blocks are shaped the same way etc she never understood that you were supposed to put them back in now she's trying to figure out how to put them back in and put the, the circle into the circle and the square into the square or, you know, try to, if they're color-coded, try to match the colors. You know, she's she's understanding the processes of things. The other day, she had this ball that she was putting into these... We have these uh, cardboard boxes that are blocks with letters and pictures, etc. Um, and she, they're all different sizes. It's like, a, it's like a Russian doll, you know, and you open it up and they just get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's like that with these different boxes and she was trying to take her ball and put it into this one box that was too small for the ball. She was getting frustrated, but then she understood. uh, She came to this realization that, wait, this doesn't fit. Let me take it out, put it in this bigger box. And then wait, if that if that fits in this bigger box, maybe the smaller box will now fit into the bigger box. And now she's putting back together this Russian doll block box set. And she's taking it out, dumping it out, and then putting them back together one by one, figuring out how the sizing works to get them all back in. It's an incredible thing to do. And I say it every single week, but I'm still convinced that my daughter's a freaking genius that she's able to do these things. Um But the best thing that happened this week is... My daughter walked to me for the first time. Now, I'll be honest. She was walking on a walker. So she had this little push cart walker that she was doing. She wasn't walking by herself. She was walking by herself at 11 months. And really, genius level type shit right there. But no, she took her first steps to me. She was holding her walker. She was going, said, come to daddy, come to daddy. And she walked all the way to get to me and it was the most incredible thing that i have ever experienced in my entire life other than you know a bunch of other stuff that she's done uh, or her being born for that matter but it was so incredible to watch her take those steps to come to 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 be with me you know what i mean it was it was a surreal feeling i may or may not have shed a tear i may or may not immediately have texted 40 of my friends to tell them half of them didn't give a shit but um uh, it w- it was an awesome, awesome, awesome thing. I can't wait to experience her walking like that without the assistance of something because I just, I got a taste of it. And now I, I can only imagine how insanely incredible it is when they take those steps without the assistance of anything. Uh, it is really, really, really awesome. Um, and, and that really it shows the growth and the development in their entire bodily function thing. You know, the, the bodily function mechanism, I should say, is that when they start taking those steps, that's when they're kind of putting everything together to, you know, be a a full-fledged being, human being, I should say. Um, and that was super awesome. Uh, and, and that's kind of where she's at. It's kind of putting all of these things that she's been doing individually. Now she's kind of putting the whole picture together. It's almost like she's trying to put a puzzle together. She's not yet there at putting puzzles together. We've tried, but she's starting to put the puzzle of things and and mechanisms all together um, and starting to gain that understanding. And it's incredible to watch because again, before you jump into this parenting thing this is a thing that you don't ever think about you don't think about how they put things together to you know make up your full thro- thought process as a person we just Remember that we have these thought processes. You're seeing the development of the full range of thought process at this moment right now. These weeks, 40 to 46, I'm sure it escalates even more until week 52. But from 40 to 46, that has been like a, a huge compilation of development a huge compilation development package i will call it um right there is is them learning how to take all the individual individual things that they know that they've learned or that they've been trying and now putting them all together to have it start coming full circle she still's got a couple of pieces missing but she's getting there to, to 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 end the loop you know um but yeah, that's it. Putting the full mechanism together—that's week forty-six. That's where we're at. We're 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 like I said, a couple of a couple of arcs shy. But she's very close, uh, and it's a it's a fantastic and an unreal thing to watch. Uh, with that said, that's all for this segment of Dad with the podcast. We're going to jump into a musical break. On the other side, we have another returning guest. When he was on the first time. He wasn't even a dad yet. He was an expecting dad. And now he is a full-fledged father of a, of a month-old daughter. Um, he is a music producer extraordinaire. I got Mr. Ruwanga Samath and Speaking of him being a music producer extraordinaire, the month of July, just because I feel like it, I am coining as music month on here on Dad Hard with a podcast, uh, because it, this starts the string of several different music oriented guests that are going to be on the show over the, over the course of, of the month of July. So definitely check that out. That's, that's really cool. Got a bunch of really, really, really awesome people that'll be on over the next couple of weeks, but We'll get to them when we get to them. For right now, after the musical break, we're going to jump in with Mr. Ruwanga Samath, and I will catch you on the other side. I come and take a ride with me.
2: in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when me just a kid was fine. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. right. Remember the sandbox? little Literally, ball felt like the sand lock. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap.
3: And Doc was more like Benny the Jet. No and we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, you know, when that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. So, with no further ado, I am going to welcome our second perspective dad that we've had on the show, who is now coming back on after having his first child. Uh, he is a, a longtime great friend of mine, uh, and like myself, just celebrated his first Father's Day. So happy Father's man. Day to you, good sir. Let me welcome music producer extraordinaire, Mr. Ruwanga Samath. How are you, brother, man?
4: Well, sir, my brother. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you too, man.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How was it for you?
4: It was good, man. It was good. Mine, my, uh, my baby girl's only one month old, so it she, she was she was beautiful. She's just so old, I Just I don't I don't think she knows what's going on, but I
3: had a great time. So that's you know what? Listen, it's Father's Day. You're supposed to be the one that has a, a good time. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's For all about. Sure. Every other day, they can have a good time, and you can be all about them. Father's Day, it's all about you. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, let's go. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, you're one month in when we talked the last time. You were, I think, your wife was maybe six months pregnant, seven months pregnant, something like that. How? Yeah. How has the whole experience been for you of like making that transition from normal human being into father?
4: Wow. Um. That's. Oh man, that's that's a um crazy one. (laughs) Um, The whole labor process was super stressful for me. Because we had to have actually, like, an uh, emergency, like, a C section which we were not prepared for. So, that thing kind of, like, even even before that, I mean, we were in the hospital for 12 out of 14 days. That's how, how long our entire, like, a process took for her to get here. So, by the time she got here, we were so tired. I mean, it was unbelievable. Because I've been on, like, a hospital couch for 12 days out of 14 days. Jesus. Which, which is a nightmare. But, um... After that, man, you know, like, honestly, after like the first couple of nights, you kind of find a groove, you know, and yep. yeah, now, now I feel like it's only been a month, but we, we somewhat settled in.
3: Until things really start to pick up and they really stop sleeping and just like not listening to anything that you do. Um Then it starts to get wild. Uh, It's funny about kids that are that young, like newborns, because just when you think that you're settling into a groove and you've got it down pat, they just evolve on you literally overnight. It's wild. Um, But no, man, I'm happy that you guys have gotten into this groove so far that's really tough to do. In these first couple of weeks, like getting that adjustment. I know you hit me up a couple of times. You're like, bro, I'm not sleeping. What do I do? How oh, dude, do you I, sleep?
4: Still, it's the same thing. She, She's uh, she's like an angel during the day, during the nighttime. She just want to party. She's yep. up.
3: She's, she's like she's you. looking
4: around. I mean, she just wants to do everything at night at like two, three in the morning.
3: Ugh. Uh, are you guys doing breastfeeding? You doing formula? Doing combo? How are you uh, working out? Hundred
4: percent, hundred percent breastfeeding from the breast. So my geez. my wife is taking care of. It's a lot on her.
3: Yeah, it is. How's that? How's that gone? Everything? Everything smooth? Smooth sailing so far?
4: So far, you know, so far so good. But um, I don't think she has had more than like three or four hours stretch of sleep for the whole whole month. Maybe even like six weeks even prior to that.
3: Yeah, man, it gets to when you're doing the breastfeeding and like 100% from breast, it is so rough on the mom because they have to do, they just have to be up all the time.
4: Oh, dude, like every time she falls asleep, it's time to feed again.
3: Yeah, it's so crazy. It's so wild. Uh, But you know what? It shows you how strong the female being is. Is You know what I mean? It gives you a whole new appreciation for your, specifically your wife, but for women in general and everything they have to endure just so that we could be here walking on the planet. You know what I mean?
4: That might be the singular, uh, the biggest thing that came off for me, you know, that I got out of the whole experience so far is literally like my respect towards women just skyrocketed because it, it is actually unbelievable watching my wife do what she does.
3: Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. Uh, like, just them carrying this human inside them for nine, ten months, and everything that they go through physically with that. Then they have to somehow get it out of them, and then right. just when you think that's the that's the climax of the movie, they now have to figure out how to take care of this thing. You know what I mean? It is it's nuts. Man, but um, but beyond the non sleeping and stuff like that, how has it been for you? I know that you are fully in love with this child because it's everything that you post about on on your social media these days. Um, and uh, did you expect that to happen? Like, did you expect the love and the feelings and emotions that you have now with your daughter in the world? Did you expect that to happen,
4: bro? Like, I literally spend like hours just staring at her. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just been, I've never, I've never been this, like, um, this much, I don't know, I've, I've never felt love for anybody like this ever in my life before, and I'm weird, dude, I'm just, all I could think about is her, like, I can't even take a nap, I should be taking, times I should be taking a nap, or if she's even little, I I just want to just be next to her, you know? Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I was, I was expecting that but um but just like it's what i didn't expect is for how deep it grows as time evolves and there's a um layer of like purpose there's a new purpose i've found uh which is amazing which which gives me access to almost like i don't know like a couple of a couple of extra gears i didn't have before she was here
3: interesting have you been have you been working still like doing music while- She like after she's been born or are you kind of taking a break how is uh and if you are doing music do you find that like that extra gear that you talk about is injected into the art
4: so just because we're in the middle of a uh lockdown um overall like i haven't had sessions for a while as far as like people physically coming into the studio sure and the people that would normally that I would work with, you know, they were in the middle of like protests and stuff like that, which is sure. great. But I have a newborn, so I can't really bring people into the house at this moment. Um, so I've been, you know, in that sense, I've been kind of like chilling. But uh, I've been still like making a lot of music. Uh, weirdly, man, I completed a, um, I just did like a like a admin deal slash like a publishing deal in the middle of the, you know, soon as she was born. So I'm trying to get that going. So it's a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of a lot of work. Um, yeah, man, it just it, it is tough though because I wake up super early and usually make music in the morning times. Interesting, okay. But now my morning time is super groggy and like I'm so tired that it's 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 a work part. I'm still trying to find find a uh, nice groove for, but you know it's a little tough.
3: Yeah, you, you you have your mom playing music for her yet? You have your mom performing for the little baby.
4: Oh yeah, of course. That that happened like the first
3: few days. <laughs> I knew it would. I knew she would come straight with her with her keyboard and just start singing, singing and jamming out for her. Um, that's that's awesome. Do you, so, like let's let's talk about this thing, man. You're a dad, bro. Can you believe it? it you believe crazy, the weird dads, like but the the two of us when we were we were making music together. What ten years ago we'd be in the studio right. up all night, and now we're still up all night, but it's because we have children.
4: It's, it, it's 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 honestly, man. Like I feel like both of us, you know, and uh, other friends of ours that have baby, we're kind of blessed, man, to be on this side and you know have like amazing family, have like like an amazing wife and a and a healthy baby. So it's crazy, man. It's a trip, but it's I feel blessed.
3: Yeah, you you have to. Your wife gave yep. birth a month ago. Did you deal with any, like, complications in regards to the COVID situation that was going on? Did that make anything more difficult? Was Were there regulations and things that you guys had to abide by that, like, made things more stressful or were just out of the ordinary? Uh,
4: yes, man. I mean, just because we had the whole, the whole labor section was kind of stressful to begin with, you know, because she had, like, low fluids. So we had to stay at the hospital usually. I, was, I would have been able to go in and out a little bit easier. Right. But this time, you know, I was kind of stuck at the hospital, you know, because the, the, for me to go in and out was very difficult. Sure. And, uh, yeah, man, the whole... I mean, plus, like, it was just her and I the entire time because there was no family around. Until right. the baby came home, She we had nobody. It was just me and her.
3: Well, wow, because they wouldn't allow family into the hospital.
4: Nope, nobody could come. It was just me and her, literally the the from the time we checked in to like, we had the emergency session, the recovery to the, everything until we got cleared to go home. That's when we saw people. Mm. it was just high and I.
3: That's crazy. How long, how long were you guys in the hospital after she was born? Uh, Like five days. Yeah, that sounds about right with C-section. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, Jeez. And you, and, and you guys couldn't leave. Like that's the kind of the craziest thing. Um, you're the second person that I've talked to on here that gave, that went through the birthing process during the COVID pandemic. And that I think is the, is the craziest part for me is that you're not, once you're in the hospital, you are not allowed to leave and then come back. You know, like once you're in, you're in. And then when you go out, like, you can't they're not letting you back in um and and that's such a that's such an intricate part or an important part i feel like of like the post-birth uh, right. process you know like i was able to like run back to my house and like go get extra clothes go get more comfortable clothes for my wife go get towels or anything else or whatever it might be that like the baby needed go get snacks and food and all that stuff from outside it's crazy that you guys couldn't leave or that you you know, couldn't couldn't go in and out. That's wild. Just kind of stuck in that little room.
4: Yeah, man. That that was that was tough. And my my hospital is only like three blocks away from my house. Oh my god! I would literally like walk there, and it, but you know, I I did leave a couple of times. Uh, you just have to be really forceful to come back in.
3: For sure. Did you guys get tested yeah. before you went? Did they make you get tested when you came in?
4: No. That uh, every time I went in, um, they they did like a like a they took my temperature. OK, that was it. But, you know, like I found a couple of like loopholes, you know, like through the emergency room, like you could go in uh, some other places. So mm-hmm. it, it was tough. But, you know, eventually dude, I was because I was there for 12 days overall. You get to know a lot of people and at some point they just know your situation and they, they kind of cope with you.
3: You know, what? that is actually the great thing about about hospital staff. When you have a baby, they are so accommodating to you because they're right. like so happy for you and they know like how stressful it is and you're a new parent and all that type of stuff so that's that's fantastic that they treated you treated you well on that front how was the first night home
4: uh it, dude first night home was was it's crazy man the, the first night of the baby being born we were literally like oh my god we have the best baby ever like she just slept through there was like not even a little noise I was just like this is incredible second night was crazy she went like I, I mean, I've never seen some, somebody just cry for like hours, in, you know. Uh, so first night at home was the same, man. She she was just like really, really fussy and like really loud and it was crazy.
3: Yeah. that Did you have, did either of your parents stay there the first night or was it just you guys?
4: Uh, my mom did and her parents, uh, they don't live too far, so they were here too. But honestly, like we wanted to be, uh, we kind of wanted to. The thing is like, you know, like a lot of times, the, uh, the, the grandparents they come or somebody family members come so you don't really find a groove yourself because there's always like new other people in the house that normally there wouldn't be you know yep
3: yep I know it 100% so
4: yeah so my whole our whole thing was to me we wanted to like be even though she had a C-section and she was really like down we wanted to be as independent as quickly as possible so we kind of had everybody go home after like four nights
3: okay but and it every
4: asked, and it was far, it was easier.
3: Yeah did you, did they did, you, did they give you help those first four nights? Was that was at least nice to have that there um, for like those first couple nights? And you guys you guys didn't do like baby nurse or anything like that, right? You're just doing it kind of you guys.
4: Yeah, it was just us, man. Dude, the thing is, um, I, you, you know, like yeah, they were here and they brought like more like food. You know, that's yeah. what we needed the food. You know, help with everything else like breastfeeding goes to my wife like i will change all the diapers um so with the newborn that's about all you kind of do is just like change diapers and feed her and burp her yep so you don't really need too much help at that moment i don't think just a food part
3: for sure it's funny my my wife we found that like when our when our Family came over, right? A lot of them. Her, my my wife's mother was great. My my mom was was really good at like helping and and trying to get things together, getting us food, you know, doing grocery shopping for us. But like, a, you know, a lot of times when people when family comes over, they just want to see the baby and like do the right. stuff that you can do yourself that you don't really need their help for you know and want to get into the groove like you said yourself um and you know my my wife was reading or, or talking to our pediatrician or something like that and she was finally like listen if you're going to have people come over make them do the stuff that is difficult for you to do while you have a baby, help clean the house, help cook food, you know, grocery shop, all that stuff so that you can spend time with the baby. So it's good because a lot of, a lot of parents and and a lot of like visitors, they don't do that. They just want to like see the baby and stuff. So it's good that, that, that your, uh, the grandparents on, on both your sides were like down to do that and like, Take that load off of you so you can try to start learning how to be parents.
4: Yeah, I mean, like you said, but honestly, they, they just wanted to kick it with the baby too.
3: Sure, of course.
4: That's all they want. Like, honestly, it just felt like, you know, my wife is like over here. She's really struggling and, and everybody just wanted to like, hold the baby. Everybody wanted want the chance, you know, their time with the baby.
3: Yeah. it's uh, It was great.
4: And dude, another, another thing I ran into, um, I don't know if you guys did, because both of our parents on both sides, they grew up in a different country, and it was completely a different time period. You know? Yeah, of course. So culturally, there was a lot of like differences, like you know, like they oh, they didn't wake the baby up every few hours to feed. That wasn't a thing back then.
3: Oh wow! So were they like getting? Were they getting on you about like doing that? Yes, yeah, so like
4: when we first got here, we, had, we that's something we I didn't anticipate that we will run into. So they had, they were so opinionated on, but the things were all, you know, these times are so different. They were like, yo, we let both of you guys sleep through the night. We were like, well, we don't, we have to wake the baby up every few hours to feed. Yeah. And back in the day, like they used to give babies water. Yep. Now they don't really give water. It's just like breastfeeding, like formula, you know? Yep.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it, That's wild. Is so being that that's the situation that you guys have this kind of like blended cultural family now going on right um mm-hmm. has other than that type of stuff has that kind of injected itself into how you guys are planning to to raise your your daughter are you trying to do it a little bit more? Uh, traditionally for each of your cultures etc or are you kind of just listen we're american this is what we're doing i mean we're american now i guess like w- this is what we're doing we're 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 going full throttle with this whole uh this new age culture that we're living in
4: i think um uh, you know obviously like uh probably take the best of our cultures whatever's like relevant and whatever that will help her sure other than that i'm really like preparing her for the future you know sure and it, it it's more like I look like human like us as as a whole you know we're just getting better you know we get new technology new information new everything so you might as well just go along with the time and really prep your at least for me prep my daughter for the you know what's what's to come
3: for sure that's that's definitely true. Um you know I it, it's interesting because I find that I've I've talked to a couple of people that have you know immigrant parents or or, or immigrants themselves um are not born here or whatever and when they have kids I, that seems to be the answer a lot of times which is funny because I I would think I just I feel like the older generation like you said wants it you know wants the kid to be raised under the culture that they were you know they were brought up in but you know, we are just like, nah, man, like, we're so far past that. Uh, and I know a lot of, I know for a lot of people that I've spoken to, that's been like a point of contention between, right. you know, parents and grandparents. I assume, you guys are only a month in, I assume you haven't, like, hit any contention points as far as that is concerned.
4: Not too, not, not really, no. Just because, like, here's the thing, like, if, like, I'm Sri Lankan, you know, when I grew up in Sri Lanka, only people that you associate with is Sri Lankans. Right. right, that's in the only culture, you know everything. about. the beautiful thing about like being in America is that you get to meet different people from different cultures. You get to see like different ways of life and you could really pick and choose the best of all, you know.
3: Sure, for sure, that's true.
4: Like, yeah. So I have I have friends from every different background, and you know some some of their culture, some of the things from their culture are amazing. I wanna I wanna take you know pick and choose and give the best for our daughter, not just like what we grew up in.
3: For sure. What's been the what's been the uh, most difficult thing about making this transition for you? Besides the sleep, obviously the sleep is terrible, um, or lack thereof, mm-hmm. sleep. But what's been the kind of most difficult thing for you transitioning into this new life of yours?
4: Um, honestly, like getting back to work, my you know, is probably a little bit tougher than I expected. Sure. Um just because, because we're in the creative space um, you kind of need to, to have like a fresh mind sure and, and it, it, I really get that that's you know it's, been, it's only been four weeks and you know my, my wife's just now getting back to normal um, yeah maybe that that part has been has been a little bit bit of a struggle
3: where yeah that's uh, like getting back to normal in general is is kind of this mind fuck for lack of a better term, you know what I mean. Right. Like you have this new identity now as a parent, and trying to get back to what you were before then is always is always super difficult. That transition is just it's a it's a weird thing, because you're so emotional. Like you mentioned, you know what I mean. Like there's right. so many emotions coming through when you have this thing now. Having to think about just going back to your normal life is wild. Um, are you reaching out to a lot of people for for advice for help? Do you find yourself? Oh yeah, just, dude. Like, like, you you know how people? many how
4: many times I text you? That's true. I, I definitely like I, I am. That's that's cool then too, man. I, I'm a, uh, I have I have like, f- like parents, friends of mine that that have that are at different stages. Like you, the thing about like somebody like you is that you're, you because you're a few months ahead of me. Yeah. You know, like the first year, few months is a long time. It, it's, yep. a, it's a massive difference. So it's good to have like you. Like you know, people like you, and I have like another friend of mine too that that I could reach out for. Like, and I asked him, like, "Hey, like, what's going on you know, around like two, three months? Like, what, what was like that for you?" You know.
3: For sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, with that, with that said, I know that one of my favorite parts about having you on the first time is that you really flipped the script on on me when we were doing this chat, and the, you just. Ran the ran me through the gamut of asking me questions. So now that uh, you actually I have, a lot have of question to ask you, dude, too, actually, dude, throw them. This is you. I, I just asked you the question about reaching out to people. Reach out. I'm giving you. What do you? What? What? What can I help you with, sir? Yeah. So
4: like, when? Uh, how long did? First of all, how long did it take? Because I know your wife had a, a C-section as well. How yep. long did it take for her to be like completely normal?
3: Probably about six weeks probably about 6 weeks um to be to be like functionally normal right when she went back by, by the time she went back to her to her 6 week post op appointment she was cleared she was physically fine um you know still a little bit now she probably has some uh, probably I don't want to say complications and I don't want to say uh, you know Injuries are hurting, but like, you know, her abs, her abs and her core is definitely a little bit more sensitive than it used to be, like when, when exercising and stuff like that. But she was back, she was back pretty much to normal after six weeks.
4: Got it. And also, man, how is the, um, I want, like you said, first three months were kind of rough, right? As yeah. far as sleeping schedule and everything? Oh, yeah. When does it get somewhat like, when, so, Right before we got on, you said, you said, hey, my daughter just went to bed an hour early. I was yeah. like, what's, what's usual time? You said seven. I'm like, 7 p.m. What time did you wake up? You're like, 7 a.m. And I kind of got jealous, man.
3: Of course. Well, the, I was listen, like,
4: 12 hours. What? That, that doesn't even seem real, man. So no. when did this happen?
3: So it happened once we moved her into her own room. That's when she really started sleeping through the night um, because we like you, you know, we had to wake her up every couple of hours to to eat, mm-hmm. you know, for those first three months. She had lost a significant amount of weight um, in her first month. So we kind of had to play catch up a lot for those next okay. two. Um, but as soon as she can roll over herself, you take it, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to take them out of the swaddle because if they roll over in the swaddle, they can't really get themselves back over Easily so they can actually end up on their stomach and suffocate, you know, in in the mattress. So, you know, you want to keep them swaddled until they can roll over. So basically as soon as she was ready to kind of roll over, we tried to put her in her own room, maybe like four months, uh, four or five months. And at that point, she started pretty much sleeping through the night. Like those first couple of nights or first couple of weeks, I want to say, were rough. Man, they were rough because she just didn't want to sleep in her own room. So getting her down was really tough. And then if she woke up in the middle of the night because she like spit out her pacifier or was used to eating in the middle of the night, she would cry and cry and cry and wail and wail, and wail. And it is so hard to let them cry it out. That I think is the going to be like in this first year. That's the hardest thing you have to do as a parent is listen to them cry and just know in your head that in the middle of the night I'm talking about, and you'd have to know in your head that you just cannot go in there. You have to let them cry it out or else they're just not going to sleep through the night.
4: Oh my God, I, that's going to be tough.
3: It's 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 tough. It's the hardest okay, thing so, you've you know, do.
4: I just remember something. Something that I never saw, like your babies are really loud when they sleep, right?
3: What do you mean Loud.
4: Like she makes noises like oh, yeah. all the time, man. Every fucking noise wakes me up, man. Just, <laughs> I counted one time within an hour. I woke up twelve times check her.
3: <laughs> That's. Does she sleep on your side of the bed?
4: So she got this snow and she's like on on our feet. So it's like a um uh, in front of our bed. Yep. So I literally, I and I'm such a light sleeper. So every little noise she makes. It could be like breathing. For whatever reason, at nighttime, all those noises sounds terrifying. Like I feel like she's choking. No matter what she does, in my head, she's choking. I gotta save her. Dude, we
3: used to do that. I used to do the same thing. My my daughter's. Oh, she always slept next to me. We also had the snoo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually told you that that we had the snoo, and that inspired you to get it uh, when you right. were in the last one. Crazy. But but we. So she's always slept next to me, and even now, I sleep with the monitor next to me. So it's still okay. like she's sleeping next to me. Um, but yeah, at those that first couple months, every sound, every sound that you hear in the house, you just think that something's wrong with the baby. It's it's right. wild. And but those that first month, right? Especially the first two months, they're really trying to like figure out what this breathing thing is. You know what I mean? And right. How to breathe? Right. Their no, their nasal package passages get really like clogged. They're not all the way clear from like the ambiotic fluid and stuff like that. So they like. Make a lot of noise in their in their sleep um, and stuff like that. It's it's terrifying. You're it's like you're living in a horror movie because you're just constantly waking up to like check and see if she's 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 breathing, make sure she's okay, everything like that. It's it's a wild thing. So even when we have the opportunity to get sleep, I uh, you still don't get any sleep because you're waking up every four minutes to make sure everything's okay. One
4: hundred percent. I'm I'm always, I'm up literally every like five to seven minutes just to check on the baby because just because she just sounds like she's choking.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just because there's, like, trying to figure this whole thing out, you know? Like, you're trying to figure out how to be a parent. They're trying to figure out how to be a human. Yeah,
4: That's so crazy. It's crazy. Another thing, um, she does not like a pacifier at all. Really? Every time I put it on, she just chokes and she just, like, spits it
3: out. Interesting. That's, um... You know what we did? Actually, I don't think she was into the pacifier too much the first time, or the, for the first little while. What we, you know, what we did? We, we took a, a like a, a glove, like a like a rubber glove that you would get, or a latex glove, right? And you put it on your pinky, um, or you you have the glove on and you put the, your pinky in their mouth for them to to suck on, and it really kind of calms them down a lot. Wow. Yeah, it worked a lot. We learned that in the hospital. It was that was fantastic. To do. We used to do that a lot when she would like cry and like be out of control crying. And we didn't know what was going on. Latex glove, pinky, boom.
4: Wow, dude, I'm going to try that, man. Cause she, she just gags every time we like try to give her the thing. She just gags and it just goes, it's just not a good look.
3: Yeah, it's, it, you know, pacifiers that early are, are a little iffy because like I said, they're still trying to figure out how to be a human, which includes how to breathe. So like... Right. They just don't really understand what's going on. But the sucking really soothes them. You know, um, my right. mother-in-law was a, uh, like a like a speech therapist. And she actually mm-hmm. told that to us from jump. Like, she's like, don't introduce the pacifiers so much. But like, you can do this with your pinky because the sucking mechanism actually soothes them, relaxes them. It gives them some calm. Okay. So I, I recommend trying that for sure.
4: Oh, dude, I'm definitely going to try it. So wait, you said... Three months, that's when you uh, kind of moved uh, your daughter into her
3: own room? Four. I think it was like four for us. Like four and a half months. When she was four and a half months, we we started sleep training her and, and putting her in her own room.
4: Got it. And you said it was like terrifying, right? At first, To didn't leave her
3: like alone? Dude, was the most terrifying thing ever. You think waking up in the middle of the night, like hearing your daughter make, make sounds and thinking something's wrong is terrifying? Imagine or I should say wait until the only way you can hear your daughter is and see your daughter is through a monitor.
4: Oh, that's terrible. That's horrible.
3: I did not sleep the entire, I think the first four days that we did it, I did not sleep a wink. I was up all night staring at the monitor, making sure that everything was fine. And then I actually went one step further. I would like, like go and sleep on the couch so that we slept my, because we kept my daughter's room door open so that we'd make sure Mm -hmm. we'd hear if she cried I would go sleep on the couch with the monitor so that I would make sure that if she was crying and something was wrong I would be able to hear it
4: wow yeah man dude that's just I feel like that's something I would do I might actually camp out in that room without her knowing
3: yeah dude but then once she sleeps and once she does get through the sleep getting out of their bedroom like when you're putting them back putting them to sleep at night it's um, like it's like Mission Impossible. Wow. If you like make a noise and disrupt. Oh my God! It's over. It's over for you. You'll see. You'll see. That's what we deal with now. If we like, if I like, get out of her room and like creak the door, she's like freaking out because she knows I'm leaving.
4: Dude, another question for you: like, what, first couple of months, how often did you guys like bathe her? Like, how, how often did you wash her?
3: Once every couple of days, you okay, know. That's when they're that, yeah, once every couple of days. Um. Now we, we give her a bath every day Like it's kind of like It's part of her bedtime routine You know She'll okay. eat dinner Take a bath Then we start getting ready for bed And sleep um, But at that point we Probably every Once every two to three days Probably Because okay. you don't want to dry out their skin too much You know what I mean?
4: Right It's yeah. you know One of my favorite things to do Is like I bring her to the studio And I play her music From That's different fantastic. eras That's awesome that's my favorite thing to do. And so far, she's responding really well for, like, 80s, big, like, smash hits.
3: Interesting. Like what?
4: Like, Toto, uh, Africa, like, Phil Collins, and, like, huge smashes from the 80s. Nice. And she loves rap. Rap. <laughs> you play yes. when, she, when she's being crazy loud, you play some rap music, she literally quiets down and just listens.
3: That's amazing. <laughs> for We did the same thing. That's how, like, we kind of got her on... Um... Like on her routine and like to calm her down and changing her diaper is uh-huh. we got her we we would play her music Alexa is the greatest the greatest invention for child care ever in the history of the world because oh, amazing as, my daughter knows now as soon as I say Alexa she knows that one of her favorite songs like coming on so what I used to do is I used to every I think I still do when I wake her up in the morning. Or I'm the one to get up with her in the morning. I always start off the day with uh, "Let's Stay Together" by Al Green. Oh, and, amazing. Oh, and she loves it. Then she just knows. She knows, like, sick. We're gonna do this. This is gonna be awesome, you know. And um, I like tickle her on the side, like, uh, like a during like during the same parts of the song every time. She like knows. Oh, it. It's amazing. like a whole routine. Routine getting them into music as part of like their daily routine or like. Going to bed routine, waking up routine is is super helpful to like get them in that in that vibe and in that mode. You know what I mean?
4: Oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah. For her first three songs, Michael Jackson, uh, PYT number one, um, Is this love, uh, Bob Marley, mm-hmm. and Is she she lovely, uh, Stevie One the number three.
3: Nice. Steve that. I that... Didn't want to make- the,
4: you know, just want to get her the, the, the best of the best. For sure. So, yeah, so what what's your like routine like? Could you give me a like, quick rundown? Like when she wakes up at seven, like what do you do?
3: I'm waking, I'm getting up um now listen, during the weekdays, my wife okay. gets up with her because I'm I'm clocking in I'm clocking in for work like nine AM. So like getting okay. up at seven and doing the morning routine ends up getting real difficult, it makes the day real long for daddy. You know what I mean? Right. That's like real dad hard shit over there, you know, when when that has to happen. <laughs> But, you know, I do weekends. And so, like, I wake okay. her up. We we change her diaper to some Al Green. You know, we we hang out a little bit first. She's like now at the point where she's standing in the crib, up on maybe some music. And she'll start, like, dancing in her crib because she, like, knows oh, she's, like, so, so excited. Uh, open the curtains, change her to Al Green. Then we'll come out and she'll, like, play with her toys and, and stuff like that in the in the living room for a little bit. Um mm-hmm. And then I'll, we'll, we get breakfast ready. She's eating real food now. So like I'm throwing waffles and French toast or eggs, yogurt, wow. uh, avocado, uh, peanut butter, avocado with peanut butter, bananas, whatever. Making her breakfast and we eat and then she plays for a little bit more or we'll like watch some, some Sesame Street or... Or right now she's into Pete the Cat, the YouTube videos, Pete the Cat. So we'll watch Pete, maybe watch Pete the Cat if she's mm-hmm. like a little bit on the tired side. Um, and then like by nine o'clock, she's ready to go back down for her first nap. So oh, okay. nine o'clock, boom, bottle, bed, later.
4: Wow. Okay. Then what time she wake up?
3: 10, about 10, 30, 11.
4: Okay. Little, little nap.
3: Yeah. She takes like a two, an hour and a half, two hour nap.
4: Okay. That's yeah. that's
3: great, man. Yeah, um, and then you know, then we get started with the day. Try to get her outside, you know, go for walks on weekends. We're trying to go to parks and stuff like that. Kind of sit out, relax, you know, get her some fresh air and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but that the mornings, those mornings are kind of like a, a stringent, stringent r- routine. We gotta it starts the day, starts the day off right.
4: I mean, dude, like people don't like. I don't know. Maybe it's it's like a manly thing, like specific for men. But like for me, like if I don't start the day off in a certain way, my whole day becomes kind of fucked.
3: Oh, interesting. I am not a morning person, so I don't know about that life. Um, You know, I, uh, I, mornings and me do not get along. I'd rather just, I'd rather wake up late and go to sleep late, uh, and like do everything late at night which is also kind of works for me and my wife's like schedule wise as far as waking up with the baby mm-hmm. she's a morning person i'm not so she'll do stuff in the morning and then you know once the baby goes to sleep she's like all right i'm clocking out i'm done the rest is up to you so i'll do dinner and 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 clean up and and dishes and all that type of stuff um and your whatever. wife works as well right yeah 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 yeah
4: so dude with, with with the lockdown you guys are both working from home now yeah Oh wow! Okay, that's interesting. Is, that's cool.
3: It is. Uh, it is. It is an experience. Cool is one word to describe it. You know, <laughs> but um, but no. Yeah, but like I, I haven't.
4: You know, honestly, it's this is crazy thing. Is that I've only seen, um, like, physically seen my parents and her parents and the baby, now the baby. But like for month, going on months, man, I haven't seen people.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's a cr-
4: it's a crazy year that you know. How how old is Aura now?
3: She's about to be. She's like eleven months.
4: Wow, man, that is. Dude, like, what's crazy to me is, like, from one month to 11 months, it's such, a, like, it's like night and day, man. She's, like, in a different stage of life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: That's just so crazy to me. That, that to grasp that, is still crazy. I still have videos uh, from, like the first few nights of my daughter, opposed to now. But like she, it's so crazy, like, how different she is.
3: Dude, you, you, I, like, look back at pictures of her from when she was, like, I don't know, even like six months and she's just so different. Now, then I look back from the days of her like first couple of days and it is like, what? I don't believe that you were ever like that tiny. Like, I don't even remember that. It's crazy. It's wild to watch the like the whole evolution of them uh, and, and watching them just grow and evolve and start doing things and, and, and communicating different ways. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing.
4: Yeah, so at this stage of her, her life, like eleven months, what's like the biggest thing, biggest challenge that you run into?
3: You know, uh, oh, that's a good question, Mister Ruanga. Uh, the biggest challenge with her is keeping her stimulated enough to to continue developing at a good pace. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's like that's the hardest thing, and finding new ways to stimulate her. You know what I mean? Um, without having to buy like a new toy every 4 days. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> right. that's that's kind of the that's the been the most difficult thing about this stage is, is being creative enough to do different things to to keep pushing the evolution of her development.
4: Right. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's um I mean and, and especially with the lockdown, you know what I mean? Uh that's it, it's it, that's been a tough one for sure.
4: Yeah, man, because you can't really... I mean, you kind of, like, restricted to, like, your home and maybe the park, right? Yep.
3: Yeah. And, like, not even, like, playground parks. Like, just open grassy knolls, you know? Uh, and stuff like that. It's it's wild. So I have,
4: do you have, like, visitors to come see her? And do, do, obviously you can't have any play dates or anything like that, right?
3: No, not really, mean, Like, recently we started, we started branching out, doing some interpersonal, like, face-to-face, you know, hangout stuff. But always, like, open air, park, beach you know, walks um, right. and stuff like that. We haven't had anybody in our apartment that is not my wife's parents.
4: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, same.
3: Yeah. Yep. You know, no, coming to the
4: house, man. Like, I, like just, it sucks because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my close friends too that, not, that don't even live too far, you know, they want to come see the baby, but, like, I really can't. I can't take that risk. You know, she's only one month.
3: Yeah, dude, how is that? How has been dealing with that? Because, like, I know... It's like a, it's a weird thing when you first have a kid and you have friends, like family, fine. But when you have friends that want to come see the baby, even COVID stuff unrelated, it's a weird position that you're in as a parent because like... You also don't really want everybody in your house around this newborn baby that doesn't have any of her shots, doesn't have any vaccinations, no immune system at all whatsoever. I don't know what you did last weekend. You know what I mean? Whatever. How has it been now with this specifically with the COVID lockdown or not with the COVID lockdown? How has it been not being able to like allow people to come and like friends to, to come and see them. Has that been tough on you? Have you been like yeah, man. getting uh, a lot like, of shit from uh, f- about it from friends? It's Yeah,
4: man. I lo- everybody wants to come see the baby and it's been, you know, I have to keep shutting it down every time. Um It's, it's, it is, th- I mean, but like, I, I put my wife's um, mom, she, cause she went back, she, she's a, a hairdresser. Oh, wow. She's a, like, so she went back to a shop because they, and she's on quarantine either. So she hasn't seen the baby for the last two weeks because oh, she wow. went to work. And I'm pretty strict on that. You know, I'm pretty strict on, like, keeping people away from the baby. And it's been it's been a little tough, man, especially, you know, like, people, you know, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people should understand, man, it's an a baby. Like, you know, unless you have the specific shots to be around, you shouldn't even ask.
3: Uh, see, I, I agree. And you know what? You only understand that once you become a parent. Right. That, that for sure. You know, when you're not a parent, you don't, you don't get that. You're just like, dude, it's just like, come on. Like, I, you're, we, you're my best friend. Let me see your fucking kid. And you're just like, as a parent, you're like, I, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, I, she has never shots. I don't know. You know, it took us a long time actually when Aurora was born. And this was, you know, very much pre lockdown. Took us a while to start being comfortable with like, people openly being around the baby also just in general it's a it's a weird thing but i always i always want to know about from from different people how it is um and for you with the lockdown it's probably tenfold because you have to lock it down which also might just give you a good excuse
4: in in another way though like the lockdown do help just because you could always blame
3: it on the COVID. right that's what i was was just about to say it's probably like a good excuse to just be like no dude covid lockdown can't come sorry bro
4: yeah, I could always be like, "Hey, man! With the COVID nineteen, the doctor said don't don't have anybody around her. So I'll, I'll I'll let you know when she's cleared for
3: sure. Right, exactly. Once once we <laughs> go back to normal and and it's and it's lifted, you're you're all grits and gravy, man. Um, right, it's
4: a it, it's a crazy time. Yeah, it's man. a crazy time in general. You know,
3: wild time to be raising kids in, man. It's I'll tell you one thing: twenty twenty is a year that we will never forget. You both, you and I, um, right, because we have kids, but because we had to start having kids in this brave new world that we're living in um it's just been a wild year bro but um room in i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go here in a minute uh and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this i ask every dad this um Mm -hmm. when they come on and now that you are officially part of the fatherhood brotherhood i'm gonna throw it at you it's only been a month but what has been your favorite thing about being a dad
4: Oh, man, uh, it's, it's hard to say one thing, but I love when she just like, when, when I, you know, there's, there are moments where she just locked, locks her eyes with me oh, yes. and we just like look at each other for like, it's only probably, you know, it feels like for hours, but probably only a few minutes in reality. But like, that's probably like, I could, I could do, I could live in, if I could capture those moments, I could stay in there for like, for the rest of my life.
3: Oh, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's just the way best. they
4: like look at you and you look at her and it, it just, it, the whole, everything around me just disappears.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I, I've i never felt like a joy like this, to be honest, man, to have like a baby girl like that just to even hold her. Yep. There's like a, there's like a, I don't know, man, but you know, obviously I do. You, you've been through it, but like, it's very hard to explain what it is. You know, I, I don't think that the, the English language is, is we have enough words to describe the exact feelings that you go through when you actually hold your child.
3: Now, I, I agree with you. It's it's a new like it's it, you, you alluded to it in the beginning of the conversation. It's a whole new gear of emotion that you right. arise at. You know what I mean? It's this whole new level of love, of emotion, of caring, of, uh, you know, um, of, of. Everything, you know what I mean? Uh, um, it's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty nutty. Um, and, and I, I know it just very think It makes well. you like a better person, 100%. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I
4: mean, dude, like, I also another thing is, like, man, uh, like, my respect towards women, yeah, it's on like a whole nother level. I, bro, like, if, if you're like a woman that's have somewhat of a career with a child, you should definitely get paid like quadruple your salary. Just, I agree, just 100%. How fucking hard it is hundred uh, percent it's just it's just a crazy thing man so yeah but it's so dude i'm sure i'll be hitting you up you know a lot i, I mean i already have for the last like four weeks i'm constantly texting you about this that um so it's, yeah first of all it's, it's great to have a friend like you that's you know that that decided to jump in the pool b- before i did <laughs> so i get to like kind of learn from you and like you know you could tell me oh man this is something i didn't you, do, you probably don't need to do this Or you should do this So it's Like right now Like from Just from this conversation I know how to put like A latex glove on And just Soothe her with my pinky Yeah just try it out, Try
3: it See if it works it it, it it helped a lot
4: Yeah man That's what I'm saying man It's really good to have you As a friend bro So I really appreciate you man And you know This podcast is amazing as well
3: I I appreciate it man And and, and you know You know You're my guy Ride or, ride or die Till to, to the end man Brother from another mother uh Let's go. you know, congratulations on on the on the baby girl. Uh and uh, and thank you for jumping on and taking some time out of your first month with your daughter to to do this. Uh I you know I'll be talking to you very we'll be talking all the time just like you said. And uh man, keep enjoying that baby, man. Thank you, brother. Well, th- thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Bye, brother. Peace. Later. And that was my main man, Ruwanga Samath, music producer extraordinaire and the brand new father of a baby girl. Um, that's all for us for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. To connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, hit us up with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod and check the website where this episode of the podcast will be blam right at the top. And you can listen direct, wedadhard.com. That's all for us until next week. Same dad hard time Same dad hard place We're out Peace
2: Remember back in the days Before you got blazed And lost in the haze Remember, the good times. I remember I back go. in the times When me and just a kid was fine Right, right Remember back in the days Before you had brains Or cared about your ways Remember ride. back in the times When me and just a kid was fine Right, right Ain't that the truth, man? I wish I could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Uh, what? Sprinklers. hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. Be that